0: Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Hi There Social Sesh. I'm Keegan.
1: And I'm Jamie. And we're here today to talk to you about everything in the cannabis industry from recent news to what we're loving, what we're hating. And of course, we have a wonderful guest to bring on for you guys today. So thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't tuned in before, Hi There Social Sesh, as the title may suggest, is brought to you by Hi There. We are a community of cannabis enthusiasts that are looking to create, connect, and learn together. And to learn more about Hi There, you can search Hi There, H I G H There in your app store, or you can click the link in our bio to learn more. Uh, But yeah, we are back with our fourth episode here. Uh, Jamie and I just did a little bit of catch up. Uh, I think we're feeling a little discombobulated, probably with the rain. It's been very rainy in LA. I think I might have allergies, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm I'm doing a I'm in the midst of like a sinus rinse uh, right now to just try to do everything but how are you feeling right now how's how's your week going
1: you know it is a little gloomy but i'm still maintaining you know good vibes today um i definitely will blame it on the gloomy weather i've you know lived in california my whole life in socal i have never experienced this much rain it is insane um yeah we are losing our minds you know it snowed at my house uh, a couple weeks back and that's the first time like in my entire life you know it actually snowed in my front yard. So that is definitely something like it's interesting but also a little like alarming um but other than that yeah it's it's a good week so far just trying to ignore the weather and and keep rocking forward (laughs) how about you
0: um yeah similar i mean i so coming from colorado i mean i really like the variance in seasons i will say that i do think i'm like i said it might be an allergy thing or something i feel like there's stuff in the air that i've just never experienced before um, and it is really interesting to be here. This is my third spring in LA and having it be so different and uh also so like unparalleled for the entirety of, you know, like Los Angeles and SoCal as a whole. So that's interesting. Um, otherwise harkening back to our conversation last time, talking about like being so optimistic about Pisces season, um, I did lose my wallet for the first time in my life uh last week. Um Not to say that's, like, that could have just happened any specific time, but I feel humbled. I'm like, okay, you know, like, things are going well, but also, like, things can still happen. So um, I'm happy I'm handling it with grace, though. I got all of my cards reordered. I did everything I could. I can't find it. So it just is what it is. Like, I just, I I can't do anything about it. And the fact that I'm, you know, pushing 30 and that's never happened before, I'm kind of like, okay, like, you know, i i I guess it was time
1: yeah it definitely was your time i lost my footlet a very long time ago um it was at a mcdonald's on my lunch break when i didn't have a car back in the day and back then like i only had such like a little amount of cash you know and for some reason i had cash in my wallet and someone took it it was devastating so hopefully you didn't lose too much um i did want to say something about allergies because it's so random but i was i took a hit this morning and I've noticed lately when I've been smoking, it like burns my sinuses. It's like the weirdest thing. And I'm like asking, you know, I'm like, is it the weed that I'm smoking? But it might be allergies because that is, I literally thought like, yeah, that's allergies. Like that usually never happens to me when I smoke, so.
0: Totally. Well, that's the other disadvantage. Cause like, I don't grow um, and I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on a little weed tolerance break uh, through uh, not my own choice because I don't have an ID. um it's coming the dmv is sending it but in the meantime it's just like you know we know how cannabis compliance is and it is they check your id no matter what no matter how old you are no matter what i go to my dispensary all the time they all know my face doesn't matter um which i understand like i get it that is where we're at um so yeah i'm trying to take it in open arms and just be like okay guess guess i'm just not getting weed for you know a couple weeks and it is what it is but um i have a date tonight and they are gonna bring over a joint and they asked it that you know if that was cool and i was like that is more than cool like please do it
1: girl um uh, make it two bring yeah, one like, leave one <laughs> you
0: actually have an
2: eighth
0: like take <laughs> some but um i digress yeah so like everything's good getting through it uh is what it is but um so i i will kind of transition here i guess i know that hi there You know a lot more about this than I do, um, as a lot of new updates uh, that just kind of dropped. So um, definitely want to talk a little bit about that for sure.
1: Yeah. So for many months now, our very um, talented tech team has been working to implement a lot of the changes that our users on the Hyder app have asked for. Um, And so what we want, you know, we obviously want to create like the safest community possible, but we also want to create a space where our members can connect to one another, be inspired, show their creativity. So I just wanted to kind of let you guys know, like, um, what you can expect from the new hide their app that is available now on, um, you know, through the app store, through Apple or through Google play. So, um, basically one of the, one of the first things that I think is really exciting is that the feed is actually much different. Um, we have a new algorithm and that is catered to you individually depending on what you like, what, um, you may find interesting and so you know, we have two feeds now to where there's a following feed of everyone you follow. And then there's one that's for you. Um And I'll say there was like a night and day difference between the old app. And then when I downloaded the new one recently, like it's just so much better content and I'm reaching a lot like more new people. Um, That said, it's also, you know, we went from this like dating app type idea where you're meeting people nearby to where it's more of a follower model. So I think it's a lot better for people like me, you know, like I'm I'm mom, I'm married, um, I'm on the app. I love seeing the content, but I'm not necessarily looking to like meet up with like somebody nearby to smoke with. Um, But I am able now to follow people I find interesting and then be followed by people that might find my content interesting as well. So those are two new things. Um, Another new feature is a live chat feature. So we have introduced live chat rooms. So in real time, you can have conversations with people around the world that share similar interests with you. Um, And then similar to Instagram, we've always had the functionality to post static posts onto your feed but now we're also giving people the ability to share stories on their um, like in a separate story feed and you know we have really cute custom stickers that we had designed and we also you could mention um, different users you can also opt into like a global story so the one that I did this morning is like puff puff pass I just showed like a little nug that I'm smoking. Put that sticker on there, and then that goes into like the global story of everyone sharing their puff puff pass of the day. So, some really cool things there. Um, and yeah, another one thing too that I did want to mention is like we do have a Discover tab, and in, in the Discover tab, you'll find news stories and culture related stories, business related stories from Hi there. But we're also doing something very interesting that I love we want to amplify the voices of different like-minded publishers out there in the cannabis industry. And so we're actually syndicating content from trusted partners that we've um, connected with. So, so far, you know, we have the Kaninwa on there, we have HeyMJ.com on there. And then I was really excited. We got Last Prisoner Project to have their culture-related content in there. And really that's just like, you know, a drop of the bucket the beginning for us. So overall, you know, there are a lot of cool new features and the user experience, we've been getting a lot of really great feedback. Um, some people's minds seem to be blown, which is very exciting. So I couldn't go without saying, like, what is the biggest and greatest news for us at High There? And I really hope everyone comes and, you know, checks it out and, and sees for themselves. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a really high-tech app. And I love that, you know, we're, like, the more cannabis content you create, the more people are going to like you versus Instagram or other platforms that. You know, it seems to do the opposite effect with what you're allowed to post. I guess so. Yeah, that's my that's my little clip about what's new. You I know, know, but I tried to make it short.
0: <laughs> no, well, I think all of that's super exciting, and I also, um, you know, with content syndication, also just in, in general growth. But I think that serves to the purpose of hi there, or one of the sort of tenants there. Which is, you know, like there is so much overlap and there is so much ability to, you know, like people who are on high, there are also probably consuming news from these other places or are familiar with some of these other communities. And even like a lot of conversations I've had with cannabis professionals, I feel like that tends to be sort of at the core of it is like we can learn and grow from embracing one another, you know, in this space and seeing what other people are doing and kind of pulling other people in. You know, I think that's kind of the idea rather than, um, you know, all of us, all of these entities just like singularly growing or doing their thing on their own and shedding everything away. It's like, I don't think that's progressive. And I think that, you know, a lot of these updates really kind of speak to that of like, hey, we're going to adapt, you know, and we're going to pull other people in um, and see what's possible, you know, like see what this can be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think especially in terms of the content, you know i don't just go to you know benzinga to get the the you know the update on what's happening in the business side of cannabis. i also go to nj biz daily i also you know there's a lot of different sources that i use and i can't imagine that our users are just like hi there's gonna have everything i want to know and more no there are a lot of people out there doing it differently doing it in completely different ways than us and also people that are similar to us that are also doing an amazing job and we want to celebrate those voices especially you know someone like last prisoner project i mean the work that they do, people for people that are incarcerated, is, I mean, unparalleled. And so, it's just amazing to have this platform to share, you know, to try to bring more, um, more of our users to their platforms. You know, it's it's definitely like that community aspect in the cannabis industry that we've all come to know and really appreciate. So.
0: Well, I'm gonna have to. I, I'll I'll be very honest. I I've had a a wild couple of days, but I'm gonna as soon as we get off here, I'm gonna definitely update my app. I want to check it out.
1: Yeah, I want to see a story, post a story. Definitely. <laughs>
0: well, you know you know my stories on Instagram. So yeah, I, I definitely have to get more into that for sure.
1: I love it. That so, uh, yeah, I think there was something that you wanted to chat about too, and I think it works perfectly with the guests that we have on today. So that kind of been better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually, I ended up reporting on it uh, last week, and that was sort of my thought. Is I was just like, okay, this is very relevant. I also think it's just something interesting to talk about. But um. MedMen released uh, the results of a new national survey that was conducted by the Harris Poll um, on their behalf for Women's History Month, and it was examining the cannabis consumption habits of American women. Uh, The poll found that 37% of American women over the age of 21 consume cannabis and 28% said they use it more than once a month. Um, I actually think those figures could be higher, um, if anything, and I didn't think that was even the most compelling part about uh, this study, we can look back to 2020 and see that uh, among Gen Z consumers, the biggest consumer base, uh, fastest growing consuming cannabis, it was Gen Z women in particular uh, that were seeing the most growth. Um, Now, what I did think was really compelling is that 65% of cannabis consuming women said that there are people in their life that still don't know that they use cannabis. 26% said it was their parents, 22% said it was their children. And twenty-one percent said it was their coworkers. Now, I preface this, but not by being like, now what where are the men where's the men's side of this? But I am curious, at least as a point of comparison, uh, what those figures would be like for men. I have to think it's a given that women are more stigmatized for this than men.
1: No, I think that's really an interesting point. Like even in my personal life, you know, with my children, like my husband has no shame in embracing his cannabis use, um, like in in with the kids. And for me, it's something I keep on the DL, which is so almost silly. Like my kids know what I do; uh, they know that I work in the cannabis industry. But yeah, there's something, and I wonder what that is. That is the difference between me feeling like, oh, I don't want you know them to judge me or something or others. Um, whereas my husband doesn't have that same stigma on himself, I guess. Right? So. I think it's really interesting um, how many women still hide it, you know. And I wonder, too, like, if you're hiding from your parents, are those, you know, more Gen Z women versus some, you know, woman in our 50s? Like, I think that would probably be the case. But overall, like, I think the stigma in general is something that is still super prevalent, um, and especially for women. And that's something, too, like, when then once you add being a mom on top of that, I think then you just have layers of why you know, someone would want to still hide their cannabis use, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's definitely something that needs to be further looked into. I think at the base of it, it is kind of misogyny. But it also points to the fact that there needs to be more cannabis leaders, more brands that are made explicitly for women, uh, that bring women and uh, women perspectives uh, as consumers into the room, uh, hiring women as part of staffs that are making these choices for marketing. Uh, I think it becomes a very big conversation. And, you know, it is a perfect segue into who we're about to have on today, uh, who is now in the waiting room. Uh, So we can go ahead and bring her in. Uh, Do you want to go ahead and introduce her?
1: Yeah. So um, today we have Danielle Simone Brand on. She is the author of the book Weed Mom, The Can a Curious Woman's Guide to Healthier Relaxation, Happier Parenting and Chilling, TF. So it's need the fuck out. Um, Danielle is the mom to two young kids, and she's written for various publications, including Double Blind Magazine, High Times, Marijuana Times, and many others. And she's been featured as a guest on a ton of podcasts, which now will be ours. So I'm super excited to have her on. And yeah, let's let her in. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's so nice to see you again. Yeah, great to see you. It's funny. Keegan and I were just talking a little bit about, you know, the prevalence of cannabis use and how women, um, like a large portion of women, um, Actually, like hide their cannabis use and that a big portion of it's from their children. So, totally not the questions that I sent you, but definitely like led into this conversation. And I think, you know, you're an amazing authority to have on to represent this, you know, the topic of weed smoking moms and the stigmas around it and so much more. So, thank you for being on with us today. Um, I do want to start talking about your book, Weed Mom. And I noticed that the preface of the book is pretty much a love like a breaking up letter with alcohol so um that made me wonder you know being the beginning of the book is that you know part a big like was getting away from alcohol a big part of the reason you turned to cannabis and wrote this book or um just your your perspective on that
2: yeah i would say you know so i mean i wouldn't call myself sober a hundred percent i have you know a drink every once in a while but it's just really not my go-to at all anymore like that was my you know social lubricant for many years like like many people And, um, you know, as a mom in my mid thirties, I just found that the the benefits were not there for me anymore. It wasn't adding up. You know, I might feel like a little bit, you know, relaxed at the time that I was consuming, but, you know, it led to headaches. I have migraines. It led to, you know, digestive upset. It led to me, you know, just really not feeling my best the next day. And so, you know, just kind of taking a step back from that and realizing how prevalent, you know, weed, (laughs) sorry, wine culture is among moms, among parents made me just kind of do a double take and realize, like, actually, there might be some better options for me out there. So I was I tell the story in the book about how I was writing a little bit a little about cannabis before I even knew about it or cared about it myself. And once I started interviewing women, moms and learning about, you know, the ways it was helping them, like truly as a wellness tool, it kind of, you know, the light bulb went with my head and I was like, I should try this out. So so that was really you know the the test. it wasn't you know it it was just that alcohol wasn't adding up as you know the the support that it used to be for me and I noticed that in other moms that I was talking to similar you know similar sentiments were had.
1: Yeah that's very like I have a very similar um you know relationship with saying goodbye to alcohol um and finding that cannabis has been a much better tool in you know my like that coincides with my parenting and actually can help like support me as a better mom versus alcohol, which tends to do the complete opposite. And so I think that it's great that, you know, you're honest about that. And two, that it can help inspire other women to, you know, see that the stigma with alcohol and like why mom culture being negative, like it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing for cannabis, right? Like not saying you can't drink and be a good mom, period, but you know, you can be a good mom and be a cannabis consumer. Like I really do, you know, totally agree obviously with that with that messaging there. Um, But yeah, we do face stigmas, right? Being moms who consume cannabis. So, you know, what are your thoughts against like combating these stigmas? Or, you know, how do you you try to combat stigmas if you do um, face them? Yeah, you know, the stigmas are
2: absolutely still there even though I think they're waning. I think that, you know, the culture is changing and, you know, certainly in pockets of legal states we've got, you know, a lot quicker evolution in terms of that stigma, but it's still there. No, no doubt. So, you know, I think that, you know, being honest, showing oneself as a, you know, happy, functional, you know, working parent who consumes cannabis and who actually sees it as a support for my health and well-being, not as like a vice that I do on the side or try to hide from my family, but actually something that helps me, you know, work better, parent better, take care of myself better, you know, and and, and women in the cannabis community, I think, are doing this more and more obviously, social media is a place that we can do that. It's also a place where we get (laughs) banned and shadow banned and stigmatized, too. for doing it. But, you know, it's one of those outlets that lets people from different, you know, parts of the country sort of connect and and realize there's this emerging cannabis culture. And we are, you know, flying in the face of these stigmas for the most part. But, you know, it's just it's going to take some time and it's going to take increasing access, increasing legalization, obviously, as we are seeing. Um, But, you know, that's I think we're just in that in that on that cusp of change right now in terms of the stigma of of cannabis and parenting.
0: I also think that that points to why these conversations and being able to be open and honest and direct about it is so important, uh, because people can see themselves and uh, where otherwise you know they might not see themselves at all and they might be questioning inside or otherwise what society is telling them. Like I don't know what's right or wrong. And I, I guess in that uh, regard. After publishing your book, had you first personally faced any sort of judgment, or have you had to, you know, overcome any negative stereotypes or misconceptions uh, through cannabis use as a mom? And what does that look like?
1: Yeah, you know,
2: it's it's 2023. It's the internet. So the, <laughs> there are rude people. There are trolls. There are people who don't understand or who are just really mired in the misinformation, the propaganda of you know the prohibition period. Um, but you know, for the most part, I think that um, that, like I said, things are changing, and uh, it's it's our job, you know, as ambassadors, as people who enjoy cannabis and who you know are knowledgeable about cannabis, to talk about you know education, the ins and outs of responsible use, and to normalize it. I think that you know that it, it is happening more and more. Personally, I don't receive a lot of hate and judgment. I um, am very thankful for that, and I think that that's you know one. I'm a white woman and I want to just acknowledge that privilege, you know, it's there. And I think that, uh, you know, women of color do do often experience different, you know, receptions when they when, you know, when they admit to being a cannabis user. So there is a privilege there that I definitely want to acknowledge. Um, There's also the fact that, you know, I try to lead with education and lead with, you know, goodwill um you know so like i my brand i guess my personal brand is not that i'm you know blowing smoke at the camera you know for my (laughs) for my reels all the time even though you know that's important too because we need to destigmatize in lots of different ways but my personal style is leading with education talking about the why you know why i consume how it helps me how it actually supports my better health which in turn supports better parenting and uh, i think people are pretty receptive to that to that message overall you know um you know i've had the the review bomb like here and there on Amazon saying things like, you know, this is a this is criminal activity. I can't believe you would do this as a parent. But, you know, for the most part, the reception has been pretty, pretty open
0: to your point of talking about the change within the cannabis space and just how much is rapidly changing. It's also been a few years since you published your book. Have you found that your relationship uh, with cannabis has changed at all since then? Or, uh, if, you know, what what that has looked like in the last few years?
2: I mean, I would say that as my cannabis journey continues, it's even more integrated into my, you know, wellness routine, my daily life. But, you know, it's not all about THC. So I definitely lean on these other cannabinoids and, and, you know, non-psychoactive. Well, that's like a little bit controversial, but non-intoxicating, let's say, cannabinoids, because even CBD is psychoactive in its own way, right? Even though it doesn't alter perceptions but you know playing with these with these different ratios of different cannabinoids does really help me in my wellness journey but i absolutely still use quite a bit of cannabis and it's integrated um but i would say that that over over time since you know let's be honest your tolerance grows right if you if you consume a lot of thc um i have had to play with more tolerance breaks and that's actually been an interesting thing to kind of recalibrate my relationship to thc for short periods at a time like four or five days a month i try to abstain from thc and honestly it really refreshes my you know my receptors and it refreshes my experience with it and you know so i do encourage folks who you know who regularly consume to just you know be conscious be mindful and and also our needs change as our bodies change, you know, like our bodies are constantly in flux, right? Our hormone, our hormones and our, you know, our development, physical, mental, emotional. So, you know, just get, as long as we keep paying attention, I think that our needs for cannabinoids will change over time.
1: Absolutely. I find almost like day to day that my needs can change, right? Like there was a, a couple of days, like, because I usually consume on a daily basis, whether it's edibles or smoking flour, and I went a couple of days, just not smoke like it was just something i hadn't really thought about i didn't really you know and um i think it's important you know just because you you know have written a book called weed mom it doesn't mean that you are stoned to the bone 24 7 right like that (laughs) like there are so many ways that we incorporate cannabis and different cannabinoids into our daily routines and it doesn't have to look the way that somebody you know imagines it looking towards all or nothing you know it can be something you incorporate into your everyday life and really it's not you know, affecting your decision-making, right? Moment to moment. So I think that's really important. Um, I did see something on Instagram that I have to ask you about and I want to know more about. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about the upcoming Weed Mom Tour and um, what that consists of? And just so everyone can have FOMO, like really, especially me, I want to sit here and feel really sad that I'm not going, Um, but I just want to hear everything about it and, you know, how it came to be and what what it consists of.
2: Yeah, I am really excited about this tour. So I just announced it um, maybe 10 days ago and we're leaving already at the end of April. So <laughs> this is like a bam, bam, very quick kind of thing. I am partnering with Windhill Tours and Windhill is a medical cannabis grower in Maine. So they've been in that game for a while and they've been you know producing really high quality flour there. And this, this couple who owns Windhill Farms were traveling a couple of years ago. They have some little kids. They were taking their little kids on a trip in Latin America. And they found a really vibrant, interesting cannabis culture in Colombia, specifically. Uh, as we know from history, it's a pretty good place to grow weed. Right? <laughs> um, but, you know, it, there's been, you know, obviously a lot of historical conflict there around, around the drug trade. And so now cannabis is actually decriminalized in Colombia. So that's a big deal. And they have a medical market. So there's actually commercial grows ramping up all over the place in this beautiful climate for cannabis growing to export to the medical market all over the world and to, you know, potentially export for the the adult use market one day once, you know, international trade opens up. We're going to get there.
1: (laughs) So... (laughs)
2: <laughs> so so that's how the tour sort of was, uh, you know, that it came about from these two folks, um, Windhill Tours, traveling to Colombia, finding beautiful cannabis culture, wanting to introduce people to that culture, specifically in the coffee growing region of Colombia, which is called Candillo. And it's like the greenest, like emerald green, gorgeous hills, like the most verdant place you can imagine that I'm so looking forward to visiting. And they approached me a couple of months ago, just asking if I was interested in, in, you know, hosting a weed mom tour, bringing some of my audience down there. And basically, you know, after, after some back and forth and some conversation, I said, hell yeah, (laughs) because there's cannabis farm tours we're going to do. We're going to meet agronomists and really get into, you know, the, the nitty gritty about growing and cultivating and, you know, the process of commercial commercial growing. So interesting to me. We're going to get to taste a, a, whole, a whole lot of cannabis. We're going to go to coffee farms, taste a lot of coffee. We're going to have um, three meals a day with an on-site chef. It was beautiful. Finca. It's like a private estate with yoga and massage and just like a self-care treat, I think, for moms and
1: um, you know anybody who's kind of friendly and wants to come down with us. I'm super stoked. That sounds super exciting. Like you had me at cannabis and massages. Like it was just that even not in Columbia, I'd be down. Um, that sounds amazing. That just sounds like such a great experience. Um, and I can't wait to, you know, follow along and see more from how it goes for sure. Thanks.
2: Uh, yeah. And still, we're still inviting people. So, you know, if anybody wants to check it out, I can look at my Instagram or at Winter tours because, um, yeah, we're just trying to get this off the ground and show people, the beauty of this place and, and the culture and the, you know, amazing people who are growing beautiful cannabis, beautiful coffee, and, you know, welcoming folks like us.
1: Something very exciting that I do want to share with everyone is that you are the newest contributor to Hi There. You actually submitted your first story to me this morning, which I love. I love the timing. Um, and so by the time people are listening, you can go to HiThere.com to read Danielle's first article for Hi There on Responsible canaparenting Parenting. Um and I also saw I, I I'm not I swear I'm not stalking you on Instagram I just follow I see what you're doing um I know that you write for Double blind Magazine about psychedelics like a a lot like you've written a lot on it um so I'm not trying to throw you off with this question but can you tell me a little bit about you know your like how did you come to writing about psychedelics because I'm very interested in psychedelics on a personal level. Yeah. You know, so it was
2: through cannabis. It was through an editor that I had in the cannabis space who moved over to the psychedelic space and and asked me if I wanted to start writing a couple of pieces. And I had been experimenting with microdosing mushrooms and I had, you know, I had my psychedelic experience mainly in the past, Uh, I'd say, you know, mainly before kids, um, but I was microdosing at that point and uh, certainly was interested. So I've been learning. I feel like the psychedelics learning curve is high, but, you know, it's, it's a steep one because there are so many substances, right? So many different ways that it interacts with the brain. And I mean, if canvas is complicated, which it is, <laughs> right? Yeah, psychedelics, we have so many other things that we're, that we're considering at the same time. So I found it fascinating, really, you know, wonderful, a, a, you know, great synergy with cannabis journalism as well. I think that there are a lot of folks who are interested in both, writing about both, maybe running businesses that touch on, you know, both in some way. So to me, it's it's a very exciting field, particularly, you know, like from the the growth perspective, from the perspective of mental health and you know integration. Like we're living in a time that's unprecedented, you know, obviously in terms of our you know ACA, our access to information, but also, you know, the bombardment of information, the bombardment of, you know, of difficult things to process on this whole, you know, global scale. And, um, you know, not to mention our own personal trauma. So I feel like this is a moment when psychedelics could really contribute to the betterment to the health of our society, you know, if we can approach them mindfully, if we integrate them in a way that's wise. And so I just want to be part of that, you know, that conversation.
0: That's awesome. Well, I also, I can relate. I started, you know, just as a cannabis writer, and it's been so cool to kind of, without even realizing it, sort of integrate into that space. And now I've written, you know, I think Jamie were my editor when I did that like 3,000 word like spread in high times on um, psychedelics. And it was so cool to, I mean, I've always been interested and I've been a user here and there, but like, yeah, to be able to be thrust into that space and also to see and be part of, yeah, this new frontier and exactly what you said, I think so many advocates who are invested in doing this the right way. And at this point, we've seen what we've done right and wrong in cannabis and seeing how that can inform this new uh, journey, you know, is, is really incredible.
2: Yeah, I agree. It, it's an exciting time, and you know, in some ways, psychedelics are are getting integrated into the medical field and to mainstream acceptance more quickly than cannabis, which is so fascinating.
0: Well, um, I wanted to make sure also before we get off, um, if you would be able to plug any of your socials, anything for folks to be able to find you, so um, any listeners can uh, know where to find and follow you.
2: Yeah, well, right now I'm the most active on Instagram at Danielle Simon Brand and also at Weed Mom Book. Even though I have to say it's a struggle for us out there, and I'm currently shadow banned, but I'm going to get back in good graces at some point and then be able to to post more. But um, yeah, those are the places I mostly keep in touch with folks. And then uh, my website is daniellestemonbrand.com. If people want to keep up with some of my writing.
0: Did you have anything else you wanted to share with listeners? Anything else kind of coming up or on your mind?
2: Um. Well, the tour is the big thing <laughs> I'm gonna right now, trying to fill that up, and you know, sure. make sure we can go. Um. I have. I mean, I have. I have an exciting potential project coming up, which is that I am talking to a producer about making my book into a TV show. Oh, yeah, huge. It's just talks though at this point, so I hesitate to be like, "Hey, the show is coming up," because because you know, it's really just just conversation. But that's my hope is that. You know I think that the audience the target audience for my book is younger frezzles, harried, you know, parents who may not be sitting down to read a lot of nonfiction um and who, you know, can still really use this information. so i want to I want to have a show that's both like educational and fun, and entertaining that brings people kind of holds their hand, brings them into this world, like, what's it like in a dispensary? You know, again, basics of how the plant works in our bodies how, you know, explaining the social context of it to understand why it's important to make socially conscious choices with our cannabis, things like that. So that's fingers crossed it'll happen in the next year or so.
1: I think that is so needed because your book in general, like the outline of your book and every aspect that you're touching on is so informative for somebody who is canicurious, especially for moms and how that pertains to every aspect of their life, To where your, your book really is like a a one-stop shop for all the information you would want to know before making the decision to incorporate cannabis into your daily life to where I've never seen a show like that. Right. Um, and I think that's a really interesting concept and I hope that I get to see more from that cause that, I mean, I, that's going to be huge. I think that's really exciting.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I am very excited. Well, so I'll keep you posted.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to share your article with our readers and then also share you know, more just straight from you with them as well through the podcast. So it's been really great to have you as a guest and to have you as part of the, the high There team as well. So thanks.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Jamie and Keegan. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you, Danielle. It was nice to meet you. I hope you have a good rest of your day.
1: Yeah, you too. Take thank care. You. All right. Bye. I'm excited for the and ewes. I actually have an new just because I was like, I have nothing, I never bring anything. So I came up with something. I was like, I never bring shit to the table. Um you want so, to start? Go for it. Yeah, let's so I wanna see my ooh. My my ooh is like straight up very honest. Like my ooh is waking. me. I'm the type of person that my day starts off as a better day if I wake a bake. So um, like obviously during the week I do have two little kids. So I'm very lucky. We get up early, I get the kids ready, and then my husband takes them away to school. And then the rest of the day is mine. So usually what I do is I have coffee. Like as soon as they walk out the door, coffee's going, you know, cups getting made. And then I like go out to the garage and I like take a couple hits out of like a bubbler. you know, like one or two hits, nothing crazy. And then like straight up, I go and I sit and I start working in my pajamas, like haven't brushed my teeth. Not super high, but like it just starts my day to where if I wake up grumpy, a couple hits will literally... Just take that away. And then I'm like, I don't know if I'm like a little more like paranoid where I'm like, I got to get work done or if I'm like inspired. But either way, now I'm working and I'm in a better mood. So that's my, ooh, is waking and baking, And that's, and that's, and I'm here to, you know, I'll die on that sword. I I believe in it. I'm a big believer.
0: Did you, have you always been uh, a wake and baker? Is that my, like something that's kind of more recent?
1: I've always been a wake and baker, uh. you know, ever since probably... I mean, I don't, I don't know if I even remember before I worked in the cannabis industry because it's been so long. Like, obviously I do. I, I was the general manager of Payless Shoe Source there for a few years. No big deal. But like, even back then I was probably Wagon and Bacon, you know, um, that's, that's my GM. So yeah, that's my ooh. And I recommend it, but then I, I know it doesn't work for everyone. Right. Uh, and maybe. I'm like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was like, maybe people just go too hard.
0: I was going to say is I think that was always my problem with waking and baking is I would have like a joint and I think that that is almost too much because I do that and I'm like okay now I want to like go back to sleep or I or maybe not go back to sleep but like not do not like get up and work you know I think like a couple hits does sound really nice like just enough to kind of be like okay I'm feeling cozy I'm feeling nice and easy but like I think that was always my problem. I don't wake and bake anymore. I usually limit it to the evenings. Um, But I think that was always my issue. Because, yeah, I would do it and I would just be like, okay, now I'm like, hi, and that's kind of fun, you know? But, like, if you actually have shit to do, it's not really productive, (laughs) at least for me. Like, I can't.
1: And that's the thing is, like, it's definitely, I think just probably as long as I've consumed. I mean, I started consuming cannabis in junior high, right? But, like, regular consumer um at least in college like once i lived on my own you know it's never i've never gone back i've never not had flour you know um like even now i don't remember the last time i didn't have flour um so like i definitely know that little area right like one or two hits nothing too crazy maybe take a little shower maybe take another hit get work done but yeah i'm a waker and baker and and i'm proud to say it
0: (laughs) yeah stand up for it loud and proud Ooh, I feel like I want to change up my EU now. Maybe I'll have two. My, well, one of, that makes me think of one EU of mine is doing cardio high. Like, fuck that. I cannot do it. I don't, I will do strength training. I will do yoga a little bit high. I think that's kind of fun. But like, I do fairly high intensity cardio. I also found out my resting heart rate is 60, which is like really good. 60 BPM. So I'm like, okay, the cardio is working. I have amazing cardiovascular health. But like, I cannot, I've tried it a couple of times, especially after reading reports where it's like, exercise and weed is great. And athletes being like, I love it. And then I try it and I'm like, what the fuck are you you talking about? Like cardio and getting high is horrible for me. But I also, again, I do it pretty like intense. I do like 200 flights on the climber in 30 minutes. So maybe if it was a little less intense, I would like it, but I've just never been a fan. I've tried it a few times and like two minutes in, I'm just like, this is horrible.
1: Oh my God. I have so much to say now. Okay. So when you first said like, I don't like doing cardio and being high, I made this face like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, wait, what's the last time my ass did cardio? Like, all right. you know, like me exercise is like walk the dogs with the kids up the street, you know, like my like my exercise doesn't exist. So... No opinion there. Um, You know what a big you is for me? Getting high before getting tattooed. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Like, holy shit. I had a tattoo artist once that like halfway through would be like, want to take a dab. I'm like, sweet. Nope. Bad idea. Like, I don't know about what like everyone else out there says. If you have a different experience, I'd love to hear it. But for me, like I almost refuse to smoke weed all day if I'm going to get tattooed because for me it intensifies like I don't see it as a pain relief and then I'm like overthinking the idea that I'm getting tattooed right so yeah obviously like you don't want to drink before tattooing like for other reasons but like for me like weed before tattoos is like a big ew ew no way
0: yeah I hear that I I feel like I'm a little more in the middle on that but like I have had those moments where it's exactly that of like I start almost hyper focusing on what's happening and I think that's my issue with weed and exercising is I'm like focusing on like the work I'm doing, and that I'm out of breath, and that I want to be doing something else, and that I don't like the song that's playing or whatever it is. Like I'm just hyper focused. Whereas when I'm not high, I can just kind of like do it, you know? I yeah. can just kind of like blah. And I feel the same way about getting tattooed. It's just like okay, whatever. But introducing cannabis to the situation, I'm just like. I'm thinking about all of it, and it, like, sucks. And, like, getting tattooed sucks, but, like, I can tune it out, you know? Like, I can – but, yeah, I, I hear you on that.
1: That's so funny. What's your – I know, though, you came prepared with a uh, – an, an ooh and an ew as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, my my – they're kind of related, and I guess I have, like, a secondary extra ew that I kind of like better, but I might mention my other one anyway. My ooh is hemp uh, cigarettes. Specifically, the ones I've tried are hempets, which is just like a cute name. Like it's adorable.
1: Are they uh, the mid ones? The
0: little- they're they're like green. Yeah, they have like green filters and just like look like cigarettes. Um, and the filters have like a little star in the like cutout. I don't know. The whole thing is very cute, but um, and I feel like I'm behind on this because like these have been around probably since like right after the farm bill, you know. Uh, in 2018 but um for me I discovered them when so like I had a resurgence like last year where I started smoking cigarettes again just because like life is life and things are stressful and I don't drink um and my main things are like cannabis and for whatever you know it was just a time where since I don't really smoke during the day it was just like cigarettes sound good I have friends who smoke cigarettes so I got back into it and um immediately when I started smoking again because I smoked as a teenager and like in my early 20s I was just like this sucks like I don't want to be doing it I like as soon as possible want to quit and I probably went like eight months back and forth of still smoking cigarettes and for me it's been a lot like an oral fixation thing it's not necessarily that I even like cigarettes it's just like having the ritual and um I think in that respect I really like hemp cigarettes or even just herbal cigarettes in general. I'd like to kind of learn more about other like safe, smokable herbs and things I could roll myself because it's still nice to be able to like walk around the block and, you know, like have something that you're, you know, puffing on. And uh, specifically with hemp cigarettes, they're cheap. They look like cigarettes. Um, You know, I go to a lot of like clubs and DJ sets and it's really nice to be able to go out into you know, the smoking area and not feel pressured to like bum a smoke or maybe not necessarily like smoke an entire joint and be like totally high, but you know, maybe like have a hemp cigarette and then maybe take a couple hits or something. So again, feel like I'm a little late to the party, but I really like it just personally, as I've, you know, kind of grappled and tried to quit smoking cigarettes again, which I have for several months now, which is great. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think they're great. They're cheap. They're fun. They, uh, yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say like they're amazing taste and I wouldn't say they're like, you know, it's not like you're taking a super high CBD edible and you're suddenly just like, wow. But like, you know, it, it gives you a little something. It gives you a little bit of mellow and you know, gives you the same vibe.
1: No, I think that's great. Cause like what I used to be a big cigarette smoker and I quit in 2012 and after I quit smoking, I, I felt like I could do anything in the world, right? Like it was hard and I was like, yeah. Um, but then like I would find that oral fixation, I'd be smoking weed, but then I'd be so high, so high, right? To satisfy that. So I think hemp cigarettes are an amazing tool for people, especially people that are prior smokers, you know, to still get that oral fixation and that feeling of it without just like getting so stoned out of your mind. So but, awesome.
0: yeah, that was my big thing is just like, especially working from home. And when I have interviews and different things, I can't just be smoking weed all day. Like I can't. I can't do that, you know. um so yeah, it's it's that was what kind of got me started smoking cigarettes again, but then having like that alternative is really great., uh, my only other EU, just because this just happened and it kind of reminded me with this conversation was people smoking cigarettes indoors at a music venue or at like a show because I was at this boiler room set uh, like two weeks ago, and it was a pretty small venue. I'm also like probably biased because cannabis inside doesn't bother me as much i have noticed a trend where like a lot of people just like vape indoors and smoke smoking things outside and that like seems cool like that that's just kind of happened of like vape cannabis and bakery nicotine inside if you really want it and then go outside to smoke i kind of like that the best but you know cannabis inside especially at a show that you would really expect weed i'm just kind of like whatever but that night, I smelled tobacco in this, like, venue that wasn't huge. And I'm just like, who, who the fuck is lighting up a cigarette inside? It's just like, and there was, you know, there's a smoking section, like, around the way. Um, and again, maybe I'm biased because, like, cannabis wouldn't really bother me as much indoors. But I was just like, I, you know, gave it a whiff. And I'm just like, who who's doing this? Like, come on. So that's kind of my ew. It's just like, I don't know. Like, to take anything smoking outside but like a cigarette like that is so pungent compared to
1: so 19 it's like so 1990 like when i everyone smoked inside and it was like i remember like people smoking cigarettes inside and it wasn't a big deal now if i smell a cigarette even outside i'm like who's like we went to the mall this weekend and there was some guy smoking a cigarette outside and my daughter's like oh i'm like she knows the smell of cannabis right but like She's like, ah, it's not a cigarette, like, you know, and I'm like, oh, how it is. Like, it's just not that common. So doing it inside, I think it's just like a whole nother level that I will say you all day too. Cause it's just not okay.
0: But yeah, that was, that was a really fun and loaded using and use. I think we both had like more to say than probably we thought.
1: Oh yeah. I think that was the, the best one yet. So I mean, but yeah, I, I love the conversation today. Amazing to talk to Danielle and get her perspective as a weed mom. Obviously, you know, that's like near and dear to my heart being Weed Mom myself. And I really recommend, you know, anyone to go check out her book. It is, like I said, super thorough, has so much content in there. And two, you know, come and join us on the Hide There app. It's new and improved. There is so much happening. You can go look at Keegan's story. It disappears after 24 hours. So you're going to have to post another one (laughs) on Keegan, but (laughs) come and find us because we are here to entertain you with our content. And our personalities.
0: Yeah, and if you want to find us anywhere else as well, uh, Jamie and I and Hi There are on the net. We're on the web. You can find us on Instagram. I am at Promwich on Insta. Jamie is at Jamie L. Salise. And then Hi There is at Hi There app. Uh, for this podcast, which is our fourth episode that you just listened to, hey, uh, you can watch on YouTube if you want to see our faces. They handle us hi there, social sesh. Uh, you can also watch on, you can't watch, but you can listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, this podcast is every other Wednesday, so we'll be back in another two weeks. And as Shimi said, what better time to join us on the Hi there app? It is new and improved. So check that out in your app store. Hi There app H uh, I G H there. Uh you'll find us, yeah.
1: All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you there, and we will see you guys in another two weeks. In the meantime, remember, there is always a spot saved for you in our sesh, so don't be a stranger.
0: All right, everyone. Take care.